All right, Rich Casanova here alongside Michael Moore. We are ready, uh, set to go. Uh, all engines are on uh, full steam ahead for this episode of Nonprofits Radio, which is an exciting day for us here at the Pro Business Channel, a show that's been in the works for uh, way too long. And as we were sharing a couple of other episodes before we went on the air as well, um, we thought early on, how could we give back to non to uh, the community um, on on behalf of Pro Business Channel, could we adopt a certain nonprofit? Could we uh, put some funds aside? But as an emerging, you know, brand, uh, as many startups are, you know, they're in the early stages, maybe of startups or nonprofits. Um, you know, we're not exactly have the deep pockets that a major Fortune 100 company has. So we thought we had what's called a BFO, which is Michael Moore, blinding flash of the obvious, <laughs> blinding flash of the obvious, right? <laughs> we thought, wait a second, we have this amazing platform, over half a million downloads uh, in terms of our audience. We're on 30 syndicated platforms. Um, and we've created something we were excited about, so we thought, let's underwrite the cost uh, and create a show just for nonprofits. And when we speak nonprofits, more like the local community-based, uh, uh, not just here in Atlanta, but in their own community, right? And um, so, hence, is the official... Today's launch of Nonprofits Radio. Da, 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 da. <laughs> sound effects to stay tuned for sound effects. Yeah. Um, all right. And once again, check it out at nonprofitsradio.org. Um, and we're excited to, uh, to launch this episode. And uh, right now, joining us in the studio, Michael's going to do the introduction. But we, we were talking before we went on the air. Joe Labriola is joining us and with Second Helpings. And a shout out to uh, Louise, which helped make this possible, right, Joe? Absolutely. That's right. She's, she's one of those volunteers that is sticking around, right? Yes, she you is. You put her in the right job, didn't let her drive. <laughs> she's doing I, a great job. I understand job. she doesn't drive very well. <laughs> you got her. You got she needs to PR. come in this, the next episode, we, yeah. We need to have her with us. All right. But uh, Joe is the executive director, Joe Labriola, is the executive director of Second Helpings Atlanta. They're a nonprofit food rescue organization whose mission is to reduce the hunger and food waste in metropolitan Atlanta by rescuing healthy, nutritious, surplus food and delivering it to those in need. Prior to joining Second Helpings in, back in May of 2015, he was vice president of product marketing for PGI. That's probably another whole story. And chief marketing officer of enterprise information management. And then you were an IBMer before that. And for we won't third. say for how long. Because you look a lot younger than 39 to me. Thank you. All right. So, Joe, you know, you took a pretty varied path to get here to recycling food. So talk to me about a little bit about that. Um, I spent almost 35 years in the corporate world. Uh, it was great. I got to work with wonderful people. I traveled the world um, and worked on products and services that made a difference. But after a while, it just wasn't feeding my soul. And I knew I needed to do something different. And uh, I was out hiking the Appalachian Trail one day, and my wife had told me, you really need to find a job here, Joe. <laughs> and she, she said, don't come back. Don't come back. Until, until, you, until, you, <laughs> until you figure out what you're going to be when you grow up. And I thought, well, this trail is about 1,400 miles long. I'll see it, you in about eight months. Yeah, because you said one day. One that, day. That was just one day of the trip. You didn't do it in the, in, all got, in the 24 hours. Yeah. I, I, di I didn't. Um, she got that Dear Joe letter. <laughs> but I started having a conversation with myself. And uh, what was my next job going to be? And I realized it wasn't what my next job was. The question I should have been asking is, what makes me happy? And that was a quick answer. It's helping other people. Came down off the mountain, drove home, and told my wife, Jan, I'm going to run my own nonprofit. Wow. I had been volunteering at Second Helpings, so I was already familiar with, with them. And... Ten days later, there was an ad that said they were going to expand operations, hire their first-ever executive director. Three months later, I had the job. Raise wow. your hand, and there you are. Amen. Amen. 
That's awesome. I mean, wow. it, it is kind of those chapters of lives we go through, right? So in those early days, um, you were inspired by the people you worked with and so forth. And you, like you said, you traveled around the world. But now, you know, what's next, right? How can I uh, give back? Or, you know, what would, like you said, I love the phrase you said, what would um, fuel you or inspire you or, you know. Just makes me happy. Yeah, it makes you happy. Your soul feeds the soul, I think is what you're saying. Speaking of feeding, so um, give us your best um, when people say, what do you all do? What's the answer to that? So we're a nonprofit food rescue organization that focuses on rescuing healthy, nutritious food and delivering it to a network of partner agencies who feed the hungry. Talk about that network. What does that look like? We've got uh, currently over 80 food donors that we pick up food from on a scheduled basis every single week. Grocery stores, big box retailers, corporate kitchens, farmers markets, large event venues. And we focus on two types of food, kind of healthy, nutritious, perishable food, so dairy, deli, bakery, and produce, and then food that's been prepared. And then the other end of our network, we have 55 partner agencies that we work with and through who feed the hungry. They're a combination of food pantries, community meal providers, or transitional or emergency housing facilities. And the way we make the connection between those endpoints in our network is using a community of nearly 500 volunteers who support our mission, and they use something that we develop called the 90-minute model. We match them with routes that get them from their home, place of work, place of worship, or where they go to school. They use their own vehicles. We get them dispatched to a food donor. They pick the food up, immediately transport, deliver to a partner agency, get back to where they started in 90 minutes or less. Wow. And what we're able to offer people is a high-impact volunteer experience with a relatively low impact on busy schedules. That is so well said and so succinct. And I, I was writing some notes here. <laughs> 500 volunteers. So you, who oversees or manages all that? Well, you know, I'm really blessed to have, I think, the best staff in the food rescue business. We're a small, tight group. Uh, and I've got folks that, I mean, basically, if you look at what we're doing, we're a logistics organization. Right, exactly, yeah. And so totally. we, just we, in time. Just, <laughs> well, you know, and, and people will say, you know, 10 words or less. And it's like, well, we're either the UPS or FedEx of surplus food. Right. And it really is getting mm-hmm. healthy food very quickly to people who need it. And, and to use another analogy, almost like the Amazon. I mean, they're very efficient <laughs> at what they do, right? And you have to be if you're running a nonprofit, especially on that scale, and to involve those 50, but 55 partnerships. But I love this whole 90-minute because people can wrap their – because I think most people in their hearts somewhere feel like I want to do something good. I want to volunteer. Maybe they're not in the position of life that they can dedicate and become an executive director or, or uh, found a nonprofit uh, or give it 40 hours a week. But when you say a 90-minute trip – now, how often do they do those trips? Is it based on their schedule, what permits? Or? They, they can sign up once a week, once a month. Okay. Uh, sign and up probably as a, on demand. Uh, right, on demand uh, as a substitute driver. You know, okay. and, and what we find is everybody's got 90 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I say to folks that are considering becoming a volunteer is money-back guarantee. This will be the best 90 <laughs> minutes right, yeah. of your week or month because at the end of the day, you can oh. do the math to figure out how many meals – Depending on where you're going, it could yeah. be dozens, hundreds, even thousands of people will eat as a result of that 90-minute right. investment. Well, I know you have some great stories about some of those 
individual experiences. Can you share one of those with us about somebody's 90-minute trip? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a personal example. Yeah. Uh, about You could change the name of that one if you want to. <laughs> to protect the innocent. The Witness Protection <laughs> Program. Nice. We just added that to PBC today, yeah. Um, You're the first candidate. Congratulations, yeah. <laughs> so we rescue food from the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Okay. We're getting food out of the 200 luxury suites and the clubs. Wow. So it's an enormous amount of food. Uh, And it's not just the volume and the quality of the food. It's the mix. Oftentimes we'll rescue. We've had rescues range from 1,000 pounds to 4,000 pounds after an event. Wow. And sometimes almost half of that food is proteins. Wow. So I remember being down at the stadium recently for a pickup, and one of the folks who works in the kitchen came over and said, well, you're the food guy. He said, you know, we're really proud to be working with you, knowing that this food is going out into the neighborhood. And he got a little quiet, and then he said, where's the food going today? So I looked at the cheat sheet, and I said, here are the agencies that we're delivering it to, and one of them happened to be the Atlanta Mission. And he got quiet again, and then he said, you know, two years ago I was homeless. And I used to go to the Atlanta Mission, wow. and that was a place I could knew I would get a healthy, mm-hmm. nutritious meal. And he says, I'm really so pleased now that I've gotten my life turned around, and now I'm on the other side helping Preparing people like food. me. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. And so we rescue enough food every day to feed about 3,500 people, and that's 3,500 individual stories that all have some meaning like that. And when we like to think we're giving people a hand up and allow them to move beyond basic needs. Well, it's, a, it's the next meal. I mean, many people don't have that in Georgia. Well, I'm glad Michael asked that question to tell the story because, you know, we're looking at these the stats, you know, the 500 volunteers, the 55 partnerships, the 80 food uh, donors. donors and so forth. A lot of times it's just numbers. But I had chills just visualizing that story you just, you just shared. That's that's like you can't get more full full circle than that, right? Imagine that, what that person, that guy must have felt, you know? I mean, from going homeless to um, that that food being donated to the shelter that he, you know, helped turn his life around. I mean, it's just, I'm almost speechless, which is pretty rare. Right? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Hold it. Hold it. So, Joe, in, in your process of, as you said, you have a very tight-knit and very efficient and effective administrative staff. So you've got being an IBMer, I'm sure you've used some good tools there. To yeah, I was wondering sure. about technology. You've, you've, made, you... you've made some administrative changes. I'm sure you've brought some improvement to the organization. Talk about what nonprofits experience and how they grow and how that, that internal stuff happens. That we don't we don't think about it. We just get in our car and drive 90 minutes. You made it real easy for us. Um, well, it is all about making it simple, and we recognize that we're competing with other nonprofits for volunteers' time. So. Making sure that it's a good experience is really important to us. Um, you know, having had the benefit of over 35 years of corporate experience, being able to bring that into a nonprofit environment has been huge. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, Rich, one of the things you talked about was uh, investments in technology. Right. So one of the early investments we made was in uh, a platform called Salesforce. Yeah, you know, we figure. Well, IBM uses it. General Electric uses it. It's probably good enough for second helpings <laughs> in Atlanta, <laughs> and it's really been transformative. It's really allowed us to scale our operations without necessarily throwing lots of people at it. And what we're trying to do is to continue to use technology as a way one to be more efficient, and secondly, to improve the volunteer experience. So we're working with a. Uh, 
company right now who's building a mobile app for us. That was, I wrote in my notes, is there an app for this, right? Yeah, there's there's going to be an app for that called yeah. Second Helping. So it's, <laughs> it's in process. I expect over the course of the next mm, six to eight weeks, we'll have a beta version uh, available for some of our volunteers to work on. And what are some of the moving parts for that app? Is that uh, connecting those 80 you know, uh, sources and then syncing the volunteers like an Uber kind of scenario where they know their route on the app, so to speak? Right. So every uh, every one of our volunteers that signed up for a shift three days before their scheduled pickup, they get a reminder email. <laughs> three days, so they fill up the yep. car. <laughs> gives them plenty of time to get ready. Um, it reminds them afterwards to report their pounds. It'll provide them, you know, addresses, contact information, pickup and uh, and delivery instructions. So it's really a tool that they can have in wow. their hand to make every rescue go smoothly. I mean, this is cool with uh, Salesforce. We just interviewed uh, one of the chief marketing officers for Salesforce, uh, corporate out of New York. But then we have a, a massive presence here. Now they just re- renamed right out in our backyard, out our window here, the Salesforce uh, Towers now. So a major, that's interesting, the connection there. We went to a Salesforce event boot camp as well. But yeah. so this all, all sounds great. So Joe, what's the challenge here, right? What's your biggest ask or challenge? You know, if you had that magic wand. So, the, you know, we, we've really got a strategy that focuses on three things. One is expanding our food rescue operation so we can make a bigger impact. We want to do that in a controlled, deliberate manner. The second thing is raising money to fuel that expansion. And then the third thing, and you know, platforms like this are essential to it, is raising levels of awareness and appreciation for what we do. Because if we don't get the third thing right, right, we'll never get the first and second things yeah. to work for us. So what we're always challenged with is finding enough volunteers to help us with our food rescues. There is an enormous amount of surplus food out there. We're just scratching the surface. Well, and speaking of surplus, I want to talk about your goal maybe for the next uh, uh, year, uh, 12 months. But before we do that, we were talking before we went on the air of uh, talking about surplus food. Um, you know, often we hear some of the legal challenges with uh, uh Restaurants or groups that want to donate food, but they're, they're kind of hesitant. You know, they have this, like, fear factor built in. I mean, wh- how do you address that, or what are, are those real concerns? Or So there's, there's really three things that we point people to when they raise those um, objections or concerns. One is there's a federal piece of legislation called the Bill Emerson Good Samaritan Act. Okay. It sets a very high bar of negligence that if everybody in the food recovery chain acts in good faith, nobody can be held liable. Nice. The second thing we point people to is our 90-minute model. It's kind of like going grocery shopping. Right. <laughs> and then the third thing we do is, and I work for IBM, so I have a PowerPoint chart for everything. <laughs> nice. But, but I will slide across the table a PowerPoint chart that has the logos of our food donors. Yeah. They're Local, they're so, national, they're international brands that are putting their reputation yeah, yeah. in our hands. If it's okay for them, it must be okay for you. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's the argument. And what I find is 99 times out of 100, that's a compelling enough argument yeah. to well, get people to move. Well, in that Good Samaritan law, I don't know that most people are aware of that, but that pretty much um, checks a lot of boxes, right? Because with that in mind, I would imagine, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the intent there would be so long as most everybody in the organization has the best of intentions and is not doing anything deliberately to cause an issue, then good luck at trying to pursue any action against that, right? Exactly. Is that a, exactly, yeah. and it served us well. Yeah. 
All right, so finally, we get just about a minute left here. We want to definitely uh, do a shout-out. How would folks get in touch with you? Before we do that, any goals or events coming up, or what's your next, uh, you know, what's next? Well, it's Giving Tuesday. Uh, Hashtag Giving Tuesday. Hashtag Giving Tuesday. And so that's important to us. Um, You know, I think our next major focus is going to be continuing to recruit volunteers to help us place new sources of food on the west side and the south side of town. It's areas that we aren't deeply penetrated in, so we really need to build up our community of volunteers. And those volunteers can also come from companies as part of an employee engagement oh, okay. opportunity. We love that conversation. Our middle name is Business, Pro Business Channel. So many of our listeners are business owners, uh, founders, and CEOs. Um, so that's, I mean, just give us a quick little uh, follow-up to that. How would businesses get involved so their employees get um uh, they, they credits have or ser- service hours ser- service hours yeah. so they could do things like adopt a route where oh, like we that. subcontract the pickups <laughs> and deliveries to them um, we have a lot of companies that do days of service where yeah. they'll pack sack lunches right. or kids after school snack packs for us then to deliver to our network of partner agencies i love that idea so just go to the website which is yeah uh second helpings org. right or give you a call outstanding Phone number is? Check. (laughs) Exactly. Go go to the website. We got the internets to cover that. Yeah. So, again, the the website there is uh, (laughs) secondhelpingsatlanta.org. Yes, sir. Social media is all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Joe, it's our pleasure to uh, to help share your story and get the word out about the good work that you're doing. It's inspiring. I mean, especially hearing those stories you just shared. Uh, On behalf of Michael Moore. Here he is. <laughs> it's, really it's good to be with you today, Joe. I, I look forward to uh, maybe being one of those 90-minute volunteers. Sounds like a good ride. Look forward to doing great things together. I think that is something that people can wrap themselves around that. Sure. And I, I, admit, I, you know, I think you're on to something, Joe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich Casanova here on the uh, behalf of the Pro Business Channel and this episode of Nonprofits Radio. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode.